Hey, it's Karen Hunter from the Karen Hunter Show on Sirius XM Urban View. Here's a highlight from today's show. And joining us, of course, Drew McCaskill is stuck around. I want to welcome to the show. He is an amazing human being, founder and managing partner at Rare Breed Ventures, is a pre-seed fund that invests in exceptional founders. So we're going to talk about what that is, also in the tech space. Let me welcome McIver. Oh, excuse me, McIver. McIver, better known as Mac Cornwell II. Welcome, Mac. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I appreciate it. I called you Cornwell. It's Conwell the second. I want your father to be uh, very uh, happy that I pronounced <laughs> McKeever Conwell the second. I appreciate that. You Where are you it? from? You got a I'm southern from charm. Okay. From Baltimore. 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 Yes. The DMV. Is that technically Absolutely. the DMV? Baltimore? That's the DMV. That's the DMV. Okay. All right. Um, this space that you're in, I'm I'm reevaluating. I think as as black folk, you know, that we've been sucked in. I, I got caught in the '90s dot com bubble. It broke on me um, after I got a million dollars to start a magazine, and it was like no next round of funding. And a buddy of mine, I was just sharing this story, started a magazine, and he went and got advertising, and he was still he's still in business. And I was like, you know, it's a small magazine, but he's still eating off of that. I was like, if I had just put the money into getting a whole ad team which is what i want to do but the people gave me money so i felt like i had to do what they wanted me to do which is to shape the company to scale up and to get the next round of funding where are we right now with everything you know like the the cryptos blowing up in a bad way um folk going bankrupt i got money right now in a uh, something called voyager that i can't get out because they can't they can't pay their bills and i was like thank god i didn't double down and put all my money into crypto but i had a little bitcoin a little little ethereum that i can't cash out right now a little u.s dollar coin which i thought was safe right. but it's not and i don't know if i'm ever gonna see my couple of thousand dollars but there are people that got a couple of million in these on these spaces that's done so Mac, what you know? What what strategy should people have? And you being in this venture market right now, what is your has your strategy changed? My strategy hasn't changed, but like I do something very specific, right? I invest in private companies at the earliest stages, right? Like I'm like the first institutional money that comes in. I will say for all those crypto investors out there, if you look at the history of Bitcoin, Bitcoin hits a, a all time high every four years. So Bitcoin is probably going to be okay. You just look at the timeline. Every four years, hits an all-time high, then it drops down. And then it goes ups and downs over that four-year period. It hits another high, come back down, like, like clockwork. So if you got Bitcoin, just, just sit on it. Some of those other coins, I don't know what to tell you. you know, I got some friends out there who have lost 90% of their net worth in the last like, few months. So be careful out there. Um, but it's rough. I mean, we're heading for economic downturn. It's happening, right? Like the recession's coming. Is right around the corner. Like we're starting to see it. The capital markets are taking a hit. Um, and that means for the venture capital space, that means there's a lot less money being deployed, money's to be being deployed a whole lot slower. Um, you know, this just feels a lot like 08, 2000 type of time frame, the way the market's rolling. So everybody just need to tighten their belt a little bit, you know, don't go spending all willy nilly, but just know it'll come back, right? Like, like just for context, right? Um, Amazon goes public in 99. Their stock price eventually rises up to $100 a share, 2,000 bubble hits, stock price drops down to $5 a share. Well, you know, it came back. So just be a long-term investor, hold your money, you know, just if you hold on, you'll be all right. Just don't, don't panic. I'm panicking right now. Let me just tell you as, uh, as one of those people who, uh, who saw like, 
that first number in your portfolio like drop significantly you know what i mean after uh, after fasting and praying and saving and you know i feel like i should have the good times theme playing in the background as i tell you this story <laughs> but like you know like you know when you see 20 i'm at 23% down i may be up i may be up around to to 19% down now from where i was just six, seven months ago. And I don't, and I don't feel like that there's like a sunny day that's gonna, that's coming in the, in the close, close future. That's tough, right? Particularly for, for folks who say, Hey, I want to, I want to also, I want to invest in a traditional way, but I also want to, you know, look around the corner and see where there are opportunities at, you know, that uh, to be on the ground floor of something and, what 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 are ground floor people looking at as you know ways to say hey this person or this product or this idea it's 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 cut different right because I know you invest in people as much as you invest in ideas and concepts yeah so you you got to make sure we we talking about when we're talking to people about investing so when you're investing in private companies like what I do, typically you got to be considered an accredited investor to even be, make those type of investments, right? Yeah. Which means you had to make $200,000 a year, two years in a row, or have over a million dollars in net worth, not including your personal residence, right? Only so many people fit that distinction. And granted, there are a lot of people who fit that distinction and don't even know they do, right? Very on true. the flip side, for the everyday person, you got platforms like Republic, like WeFunder, um, where you can do where these equity crowdfunding platforms where you can see companies on the on the ground floor, right? Where you can start to look at what I would tell anybody who's interested in doing that. Like if you go to Republic right now, they got a bunch of cool companies on there, right? I would look for companies that have that are raising money at the same time where they're getting money from traditional venture capitalists or investors, folks like myself, right? Like if you see this company's already getting money from first round capital and Teresa Horowitz name a venture fund already there. That means there's somebody who's already gone through and vetted the company, right? They've gone through, they've done the due diligence, right? They've, there's some rigor behind that. Um, I would also tell people that all these companies are required to show their, their public filings, right? Their actual filings of what they're going to do with the company. Most people just go to the website and you see the pretty stuff where they give you all like, this is what the website, this is what the uh, product does. This is all our press. Look how much we've grown by. But if you keep scrolling down and you find some pieces where there's like for the actual filings, read the filing documents. Because in the mm -hmm. filing documents, they will tell you how much money they have in the bank. They will tell you oh. how many customers they actually have. They say, hey, we've grown by 133% over the last year and a half. And it's like, Okay, you're from zero to 133 customers. 133 percent sounded nice, but like, yeah. what does it actually mean? All the percentages will get you in 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 those press releases. You got to go look at the actual Ooh. real numbers. I've written some of those numbers. press releases in the past. Yeah, go look at the real numbers so you know what you're doing. Matt Matt Conwell is here. Mm -hmm. um, how did you become a person that could invest in companies? What because you seem very you, you're very young in your face area. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, so my, 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 the quick version of that is um, I was a software engineer. I worked for the government. I worked for the department of defense with a top secret clearance. I actually dropped out of school my junior year 
to take a job in Northrop as an engineer. Uh, then in 2010, me and two of my best friends started a tech startup. Didn't know what a startup was back then. We were just three black engineers who thought we could build the next Facebook. Uh, spent the next four and a half years learning everything the hard way. Uh, eventually sold that company. My next company failed. And then this is where it gets interesting. I ended up getting a job at a marketing firm after my second company didn't work out. Cause like having a company fail sucks. And you know, it's kind of like I get back to life and get like steady paycheck. Well, I worked at this marketing firm for a year here in Baltimore. And then the week Philando Castile got shot and killed in his car by a police officer for legally having a firearm was the same week that marketing firm started soliciting the National Rifle Association for a contract. Ooh. And they wanted to put me as the lead. Ooh. They won that contract two weeks later and I quit. Woo. Like they rang, they, you know, they did the whole like rang the gong. Oh, we won the contract. And I walked straight to the CEO's office and gave my letter of resignation. That was a Friday. Yeah. The very next Monday, I got this community-wide email from the investment arm of the state of Maryland saying they were hiring a fund manager. My arrogant self decided that was what I was going to do. So I applied to that job and that job only. Uh, only for them to interview me over a period of four months and to take me to lunch one day and tell me I was not qualified for the position, but that they were creating a junior position and asked me if I wanted to join the staff. So yes, I was affirmative action hire and the first person <laughs> of color they had ever hired to their investment team. Uh, and that was in 2016. So that's how I broke into like being a venture capitalist. Wow. Love that story. God will make room for your gifts. Like, <laughs> but you gotta yeah. do. You gotta do something. You don't just wait. Yeah. I mean, he he applied for a job that he didn't think that he really was qualified for. But again, the the boldness of it, and then went through the process only to then get a job. You know, mm -hmm. but he didn't just you know throw his hands. Sometimes you don't get the away. job that you want. So, oh. and and there's absolutely nothing wrong with saying this money ain't good money. I don't want this money the same God that provided for you, protected you and promoted you at this one place, you can leave that bad job and that same God will provide for you, promote you and protect you at the next spot, right? Well, he, like, here's the cool not thing, let right? these jobs ruin you of your agency and your values and your integrity. Don't, but then here's the cool part, right? So I got in junior position, making the least amount of money I'd ever made in my professional career, right? Which was what? Just for perspective. 50,000. Okay. Like, right. My first job Ooh, out of college- but, go ahead. <laughs> so like i'm like all right cool well this is my chance to break in so I, I get the job i'm there and when they hire me this is late 2016 they were struggling to invest in black-led startups so less than four months on the job i put together a proposal to start a fund a pre-seed fund to invest in these companies earlier than anybody else to help these founders get their first check to help them get started they adopted and let me run it. I ran that for three and a half years. In 2019, oh, wow. I went before the governor and state legislators here in the state, and they put a million dollars in the annual budget to make it a long-term fund in the state. It's the first and only state-backed pre-seed fund for women and minorities in the country, right? Oh, yes, so like, back. I yes. did that, and then I decided, you know, I need to start my own fund post-George Floyd, because, like, I'm tired of, like, running into amazing founders who... I'm not tired. Of, I wasn't enough tired of raising, running into a major founder. I was tired because I ran into one founder. Like this is one woman forced me to start my own venture fund. There's this woman who I met who told me she wanted to create a tumble dryer that would dry a wig or a hair weave in 15 minutes with no heat. Now, I'm pretty sure everybody listening to this is like, yo, that's the dopest thing I've ever heard. Dope, dope. I watched her get nothing but no's for three years. 
knows from everybody. And like, I'm helping her. I'm coaching her. I'm mentor. Knows. They like, she, she's too early. She don't have a prototype. People don't believe in the market where the wig and hair extension market is anywhere between a six to $10 billion market today. Come on. Then this woman bought a small dryer off Amazon, took out the heating components and reconfigured it to prove out the concept could work. Of course she did. She's got an engineering degree from Morgan State University, HBCU love. She's got a master's from Johns Hopkins. And at the time she was a patent examiner. Like the woman's an engineer. And everybody's still telling her no. Well, one day I get a call from her. She's excited. She's like, Mac, I figured out how to pay for my prototype. I'm like, cool. But I'm worried because founders do crazy stuff. They're like, sell the car, mortgage their home. Mm -hmm. Y'all, this woman called me, tell me she became a surrogate mother. She gave birth to twins to get capital so she could start building her prototype. Yo. And I was like, yeah, I can't do this no more. Like, I can't be at a place where I meet a dope founder and I got to watch them go through something like that. Like, I, I got to I gotta start my own. I, will, so, I want to be the PR person who promotes her book. Child, or the book that y'all co-write together. Wait, when when is this product coming out? She got to come <laughs> up, Mac. You got to, here's what you're going to so do. So if you go Mac. to meatspundle.com, meatspundle.com, okay. you'll see her, pro, you'll see the prototype of it. She's, she's, I raised my fund. I gave her her first bit of capital. She's, she's got a prototype coming out. So she's, we oh, working okay. on it. All right. Like, I figure. I, all right. Here's what we're going to do. Every company you invest in, you're going to roll them through the Karen Hunter show. Okay. We're going to get it. You got a built in platform for them to talk about what they do. I just met him, but this kind of, this, this is, this, this is what we're talking about. People. This is what you do when you get in a business. Well, Karen, that's when you get in the business. Let me tell you about how I raised the fund, right? So here's the here's the fun part. Most people who know me know me from Twitter because I actually raised my venture fund off of Twitter. 80% what? of my investors came from a Twitter interaction. And so just for context, and from June of 2020 to the middle of September 2020, over a 90-day period, I had 1,128 meetings to soft circle my first $3 million. That was the beginning of me raising a $10 million venture fund. That's how I got started. And in June of 2020, I had 2,500 followers on Twitter. Today, I got 75,000. Wow. I just put in the work. I put in the work so I could fund her and founders like her. So oh like, my gosh. That's okay. what I'm about. I just, I, I figured it out. We we do buy from a black woman.com every, at .org every last Thursday of the month. We've been doing that for the last two years, three, it might've been three years now. Uh, I want to do everything that Mac does. So it's almost like Mac, per, per, you know, Mac the VC presents, <laughs> and then you space them out. Bring a bring a company through every month that you're about to, you know, because I feel like not only do you care, but you're not going to be investing in trash, and we need nah. to support. Ah, oh, this is, and I'm looking at uh, meatspundle.com. This this story is re- ridiculous. This is she, ridiculous she is story. my hero. That woman, Shauna 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 went Steptons. and g- gave birth to babies to. G- Yo, this that's that's commitment. Yeah, that's founder commitment right there. <laughs> and that's a black. Oh, you want to hear some dope? She's got a uh, organization, Devaneering Labs. What she does is she takes a uh, school aged young women. Um, to do this, these summer programs and after school programs where she teaches them engineering through beauty. So it'd be like, take a wig and make a beehive of the wig and learn about structural engineering. Oh my God. Like, 
all, all right. that kind of all stuff. Right. Like Mac, Mac you you got to come back because we ain't got no time. I'm sorry. I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm bad grammar. It's not. It's my fault because we went long. One, I ain't know. I, I never know what the goodness is until it's here. Then it's like you got to come back with more goodness. So you have to commit. He did his hair for the show and everything. He's amazing. <laughs> Uh, beautiful human being, and I didn't even know how beautiful. Uh, but Smiths, you know what to do. Make this happen on a regular basis. Matt Conwell the second. Thank you so much for being here today. I appreciate you. Thank you for having me. Wow. Hey, this is Karen Hunter. You can listen to the Karen Hunter Show live every Monday through Friday at 3 p.m. East on Sirius XM Urban View Channel 126, or anytime on the Sirius XM app.